Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals. Hey there, folks. Welcome to Doc Talk. It's going to be a great show. We have Dr. Alex Thompson here today. We're going to talk about minerals. We're going to talk about when we need them, what they're used for in the cow, in the calf, in the steer. And then we're going to talk about some new methods of supplying those to the animals. It's going to be a great show. We're glad that you joined us. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. We're glad to have you here today. We have a special guest, Dr. Alex Thompson, who is the feedlot business manager for Zenpro Corporation. He's a ruminant nutritionist. Y'all um, deal with minerals every day, don't you? Yeah, every day. It's uh, it's not something that I did in grad school or thought I'd be doing for a career, but kind of pivoted and here we are. Uh, Dr. Thompson is a ruminant nutritionist. He is also a muscle biologist. He uh, is a wealth of knowledge. It's one of those people that when you get to sit down with him and visit about the bovine and production and management and, and what's going on inside the body, it's just a wealth of, of knowledge and a lot of fun to be around. Um, let's talk a little bit uh, about minerals because, you know, it, it, it's, it's a little deeper than just going to the NRC and looking up what the requirement is and just kind of talk me through what some of the key minerals that you deal with and, and think that we need to be looking at in the beef industry. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting because, you know, as we think about just trace mineral nutrition and trace mineral supplementation in general, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of times that we do think NRC. Uh, the NRC, though, was developed and those, for those um, recommendations were developed to prevent deficiency not to maximize productivity and to optimize the production of that animal. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of interesting as, as I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, just trying to have that conversation about uh, where the mineral supplementation levels are, uh, and especially on whether it's cow-calf versus feedlot. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm our feedlot business manager, uh, but on the cow-calf side of our business, you know, I, I'd have colleagues that would often say that uh, their largest competitor in the market to Zimpro uh, is non-supplementation, just non-use. Uh -huh. um, so there's a lot of people that are just still putting out salt blocks and, and while that could have a place, uh, you know, I think it's important that we um, educate producers and are aware of the fact that there's a lot of value in additional mineral supplementation beyond that forage alone. Yeah. Um, which, which minerals would you say are probably our, our biggest opportunity? So Zimpro was uh, the Zin and Zimpro is for zinc. Um, so zinc is definitely the kind of king mineral. Uh, zinc is, it plays a very important role in, in everywhere from uh, lean tissue accretion to epithelial integrity, whether that be improving the uh, hoof wall uh, and the integrity there, whether it be improving the uh, integrity of that small intestine and ability of uh, pathogens to leak across that, uh, to leak across that gut membrane. Um, you know, there, there's definitely a lot of roles that zinc plays, so that, that's number one. Uh, in terms of um, some others that play a big role in immune function, uh, you think copper, uh, selenium, and, and some of the antioxidant properties there. Uh, manganese, manganese plays a big role, uh, especially in you know, reproduction and some skeletal development. Uh, but I do spend the majority of my time talking zinc, actually, on the feed yard side. Yeah, I believe it. And, you know, as, as we saw the, the COVID outbreak and we saw the treatment platforms come forward for, for viral and, and secondary invaders, zinc was was uh, something that was really stepped up in human medicine as well. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that it just, uh, you know, COVID this last year and a half or so, it's really shown a light, uh, shined a light there on zinc. 
uh, it's become a big topic of conversation. I mean, it, it definitely plays an important role in uh, reducing some viral replication, uh, ability of your immune system uh, to function and uh, continue to fend off some of those, uh, some of those either viral or, or pathogenic and, uh, assaults yeah. at animal faces. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's just intriguing. And so, you know, Zenpro Corporation is, is 50 years old. Yeah, we just celebrated our 50 year anniversary, yes sir. And so we have a 50 year old company that's been dealing with this uh, and been a, a global company of minerals in all species. We have Dr. Alex Thompson here, their feedlot business unit manager. Uh, we're gonna take a break and we come back more with Dr. Alex Thompson. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Alex Thompson, and we spell it differently. It's true. Um, he adds a P, and uh, I tell you, everybody besides me adds a P um, <laughs> Thompson whenever someone spells it, so I'm used to it. But Alex is a ruminant nutritionist. He is the feedlot business unit manager for Zenpro, and uh, it's a big job. Yeah, cover a lot of the U.S., so yeah, <laughs> keeps me busy for sure. Big, big job. And so, Let's talk, we're talking minerals, we're talking uh, feedlot cattle. When, what are some of the bigger pitfalls you see or, or some of the areas where cattle are deficient or, you know? Yep, no, I mean, I mean certainly there's a lot of times when uh, we have conversations, a lot of times it is about correcting a deficiency. Um, I have tried to educate people over the last few years, we've tried to pivot a little bit and go ahead and educate people on the value of feeding those trace minerals even when those animals are producing at a high level. Uh, but in terms of deficiencies in some of those areas we'd like to target, uh, especially on the feed yard side, I mean, that receiving period is an extremely critical phase of that animal's life uh, where they're under a lot of stress from either uh, the transportation prior to arrival at the feed yard, uh, whether or not it's their ability to respond to some of those vaccines that we're applying upon arrival, uh, and certainly some of the commingling stressors and the health stressors that they're uh, enduring there for that first uh, period in the feed yard. There's a lot of uh, opportunity for us to help improve uh, the health of that animal and to help uh, kind of fortify their immune system and their ability to respond to some of those stressors by feeding not only a trace minerals uh, supplement but a high quality trace mineral supplement uh, from some different sources including some of our uh, Zimpro sources that we've spent a lot of time uh, researching over the years just in terms of some of the benefits to providing inorganic and organic trace minerals. And so other times besides that receiving period, times of stress can be at time of reimplant. Sure. Any time that that animal uh, goes through some type of uh, movement, whether it be from uh, pen to pen, whether it be from the uh, uh, you know, background or stalker to the feed yard, uh, anytime they're pulled from that pen, if they're going through the hospital, you know, as uh, there's times of stress when that animal uh, is sick and is removed from that pen and might go to the hospital for a few days, uh, that's a period that's of, of critical importance, especially because that animal's likely off of feed and not consuming the proper levels of trace minerals. And obviously I'm our feedlot business manager, I'm biased and I, I often think of that period, but uh, we also can do a lot prior to the feed yard as well. So there's plenty of stressors and deficiencies that occur uh, during that backgrounding phase, stalker phase, whether or not they're coming straight from the ranch or sale barn. Uh, there's opportunities for uh, both ends of the industry to hopefully you know, work together and try to improve the trace mineral status of that animal prior to arrival at the feed yard and hopefully correct a lot of those issues before they get there. And, and I think that it's been made mention that there's, there's some difficulty in some of the minerals being stored. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, there are certain people think vitamins. I mean, the fat soluble vitamins have a high ability to, uh, 
of be stored in that animal. Uh, copper does a pretty good job of being sequestered and stored in that liver. Uh, but um, minerals such as zinc, I mean, that's something that we do know that is depleted quickly from that animal. Uh, they don't have a high ability to store that mineral. Uh, so there's, there's certain ones that we focus more on and that we know are more critical during those times of stress. And that's the reason why when we look at those change of address, receiving calves, re-implant, uh, turnout for breeding season, uh, baby calves, that's when we're looking at those, those minerals that don't have a high storage that are depleted quickly um, are the ones that sometimes we focus on during those points in time. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the case. Uh, you know, copper, manganese, zinc, selenium, uh, all of, of high importance. But definitely, it's not just the ability to provide that mineral, it's also the source of that mineral uh, that's important. Yep. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get into some of the sources of minerals, some of the difference in different mineral supplements. We have an expert here with us today, Dr. Alex Thompson. More after these messages. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Alex Thompson. He is the feedlot business manager for Zenpro Corporation. and is is on the road he is in cattle operations and and all up and down north america and it's a pleasure to get you here and have you on the show appreciate being here uh when we talk about minerals and you know conventional mineral supplementation because we're going to get into some of the new ways of supplementing minerals uh to animals but some of the conventional is in the feed obviously so the question we get is organic versus inorganic right so help us walk through that Sure. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. I th think that coming out of school, I thought I'd be spending a lot more time on biology considering I, uh, you know, spent time looking at that biology, that animal in grad school. Uh, but chemistry is really where I spend a lot more of my time. Uh, there is a difference between these mineral sources. Um, and so I spend a lot of time having chemistry lessons with producers and, and re-educating myself as well just to learn uh, about the importance of these different forms of trace minerals. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's maybe some thought that uh, you know, Zimpro is an organic trace mineral supplier and company that we're, you know, trying to replace those inorganics or only promote the <laughs> use of organics, uh, but there's a place for both. Um, our minerals are tied to uh, amino acids, uh, so our zinc, for example, would be zinc tied to an individual amino acid. Uh, and we've done a lot of studies showing that that mineral is absorbed as an amino acid or through that amino acid transporter. That being said, uh, you know, there's still an opportunity for inorganic absorption. There's a transporter for zinc, the ZIP4 transporter. So is there an opportunity for us to feed uh, both sources, an organic source like a zinc amino acid complex uh, and an inorganic source to try to take advantage of both absorption routes and maximize the availability uh, and efficacy of that trace mineral you're providing? Yeah, and so I, I, I think that you're, you're exactly right. And we've seen some you know, differences in health, uh, whether it's epithelial integrity for, for respiratory disease or, or heat stress and leaky gut, um, or also in the, the hoof and in the That's foot. Right. And so some of those, I'm going to assume, go back to that, how they're absorbed, where they're absorbed, when they're absorbed. Right. Yeah. So those inorganic trace minerals, uh, like I said, there is an absorption route for those minerals, but uh, the body, whether regardless of species, uh, have ways to regulate the absorption of those trace minerals. Uh, so, you know, there's different um, uh, different compounds like methylthionine, for example, that would be uh, turned on or, or um, created in a higher level in animals that are absorbing a high level of zinc or copper, for example, because it's meant to tie up those minerals uh, when the animals had enough. Um, one way that we can bypass that is by tying this to an amino acid, as I mentioned. 
uh, and increasing the total absorption and utilization of that mineral uh, once it's absorbed and in the bloodstream. Okay, so then when we supplement, you know, is there kind of like a, a, a mineral withdrawal as cattle go on feed or, you know, a lowering on a parts per million or is it all pretty much constant throughout the feeding period? Uh, no, there's there's certain places where um, certain trace minerals have uh, more of a more of a need in that animal. There's a higher requirement. Uh, so Avela 4, for example, we'd recommend use of Avela 4 during that receiving period because uh, we have zinc, copper, manganese, and cobalt. Uh, copper and manganese being critically important during that uh, receiving period in terms of immune function. Later on in the feeding phase, uh, we'd recommend only feeding our zinc at a higher level because we just haven't seen the same value and benefit to feeding a complex source for the entire feeding period. Uh, so there's certainly uh, different times in that animal's life when they have different requirements. And if we have more cattle being uh, slaughtered in the summer, heat stress, uh, foot rot, uh, hairy heel wart, different things like that, we're, we're keeping that zinc at a level. Absolutely, you know, it's kind of interesting. Some of the more recent research we've done, uh, we've shown that there's a benefit to feeding that zinc at a, at a higher level, even in high performing animals with no stressors in terms of lean tissue accretion. Uh, fortunately, those levels that we've seen that benefit uh, are also the same levels where we would recommend people feed for uh, reduction of uh, heat stress issues or foot rot. So. Uh, we kind of are able to tackle both issues with our recommendation there. Well, it makes some sense, you know, and, and as we see this and we, we start to time our feeding with, with uh, first feeding with re-implant and different things to maintain some intakes, um, it's important also to understand what we're putting in the bunk. Absolutely. Yeah. So, folks, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about new methodologies of supplementing the minerals to cattle at times of stress and times in which they need it. We're here with Alex Thompson. We'll be right back. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Alex Thompson. He is the feedlot business manager for Zenpro Corporation. Celebrated their 50th anniversary or 50th birthday. Um, a tremendous global presence in mineral nutrition. And uh, just, a, you know, if you want to look at peer-reviewed papers that have been sponsored or published with Zenpro Corporation. It's just a, a tremendous amount of literature uh, across all protein species. So we're very thankful. But, um, you know, we, so as we talked about this, we realized there's issues at time of stress of, of mineral supplementation. And you mentioned sometimes these cattle aren't eating. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess I'd, I'd also like to thank you for mentioning some of our research there. Uh, we actually just published our 300th peer-reviewed publication uh, this last month, and about half of those are in ruminants. So, uh, yeah, more than half of those would be in our dairy and beef. So, very interesting that we've uh, been able to, very fortunate that we've been able to develop that much research, and uh, definitely something that you know we continue to try to provide answers to the industry. Uh, that being said, you know. How has Zimpro changed? How has Zimpro developed and, and adapted to uh, respond to those needs of the industry? Uh, and certainly we know there's places where we'd recommend using our products in feed, uh, but there's times when those animals aren't eating or there's times when animals, you know, maybe it's not practical to provide a, a trace mineral source. So uh, here recently we developed a drench perfusion uh, that's now out on the market to try to bridge that gap when those animals are stressed or not eating. Uh, because we obviously know there's value in continuing to feed those products. This is certainly not meant to replace that, uh, but there's definitely a value in those times of stress when those animals can use a boost uh, in their trace mineral levels and status uh, to respond to some of those stressors. And there's been some other products out there, but the, the carriers and different things 
have you know been a little bit led to, to lack of absorption or sure I mean there's certainly uh, other drenches out on the market uh, you know something I've done and it's been an educational process uh, as we've launched this product is just go and kind of look at the labels of some of those products you know uh, there's a lot of other drenches out there that would have uh, DFMs essential oils um, different extracts and while there's certainly uh, a place for some of those uh, and there's research that's been done to show the efficacy of some of those being fed continuously uh, we just didn't feel like there was the same justification for trying to feed those as a one-time dose uh, in a lot of instances, uh, you know, depending on what the product is. And so when you go and look at these drenches, there might be a lot of different, um, lot of different ingredients in there, uh, but trace minerals was something that was lacking, uh, you know, just in terms of the volume of that product and the formulation, you're always, it's a trade-off. You're yep. giving up one, uh, one or another. Uh, and we know trace minerals are essential and critically important for that uh, immune response and function. So that's something that we wanted to maximize during that period. And it's been, uh, uh, so far your research has been good? Yeah, we've actually uh, just finished uh, conducting a study at a commercial feed yard in western Kansas uh, where there was, uh, at a facility, there were about 3,500 head uh, that were on this study uh, where perfusion was used as an ancillary therapy for uh, respiratory pools. Uh, and in that study, we saw about a 20% reduction in case fatality rate. Uh, which is certainly, you know, something that even I was pleasantly surprised to see. Uh, but based on some of our other research showing reductions in morbidity and mortality of our continually fed products, continuous fed products, uh, you know, there's some justification for why we're seeing that magnitude of response, um, especially when we're able to target individual animals with this product. Yeah, well, you know, it's, we're thankful that you're bringing new solutions uh, to the industry. Um, we're also uh, very thankful that, that we're starting to tie the production, the, the management, and the health together um, with, with the nutrition. So thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you having me. Folks, thanks for watching Doc Talk. If you want to know more about what we do here on the show, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian and nutritionist. With Dr. Alex Thompson, I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and we'll see you down the road. Closed captioning is brought to you by ProFusion Drench for Beef Cattle, a no-prescription, no-needle supplement. To learn more, go to ZenPro.com. Doc Talk was brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals.